What's happening, everyone? Welcome to the first episode of the Ball Babble Podcast. I'm Benny Holzbauer, one of your co-hosts. My fellow co-host is Tom Pising. Looking forward to starting this journey, mate. Thanks. It's pretty exciting, finally, taking uh, years of shit talking on the couch to uh, recording, which is a little bit scary, but pretty exciting as well. Looking forward to getting into it and just talking about the stuff that we talk about on a weekly basis. So a little bit of background, guys. So we're going to be talking about current events in the NBA, NFL, AFL, our three favourite sports, just kind of what we've seen in the last couple of weeks, what we like, what we think, and yeah, hopefully get your views as well and we'll uh, hit some questions and things like that. A couple of other little bits and pieces. What have we got, Tom? What are we going to hit the followers with? Well, just on that, I think we probably consider ourselves as the uh, very opinionated armchair experts that like to have a few hot takes. Myself, uh, don't mind a hot take or 27. So it'll be interesting once we start getting talking about it all. But yeah, NBA, NFL, and of course AFL, that's our focus. That's what we love, and that's what we're looking forward to talking about. So why don't we get off the bat? Let's talk a little bit about these things. Benny, who do you follow in the NBA? I'm a big Oklahoma City Thunder man myself. People say I jumped on after the KD, Russ Harden, but it's all lies. I was there from the beginning, been there the whole time. So big SGA fan, love watching him go about it. And now Josh Giddy and uh, my boy Jalen Williams, how good is he? Yeah, fuck, it's a pretty exciting uh, team to be going for, that's for sure. What about you, mate? Who do you uh, jump on? Well, I'm on the... Uh Los Angeles injury management Clippers um, got on board when Blake Griffin signed. He's me. He was the guy that got me into it all after playing basketball in my early years and sort of going away from it. Coming back in when I saw what Blake had to bring, and well, that was an exciting time. Lob City, fun to watch, fun team compared to the miserable, boring fucking team we've got at the moment. Um, but anywho, and bringing up Shea Gilgis, that just hurts. <laughs> get to it's watch 40 shot. games a year of Paul George complaining about his shoulders. But anywho, anywho, what about uh, NFL? NFL, I don't really have a team. I just kind of follow the league and a bit of fantasy NFL, which is uh, it's bloody hard. It's not easy to win that. Um, but I'm a big Lamar Jackson fan. Justin Fields, the, uh, the mobile quarterbacks, love watching those two go about it. In the air, on the ground. Yeah, they've got some tricks, those two guys. What about you? Uh, I'm a Philly Eagles boy. Um, surprisingly got on board when they uh, got Carson Wentz in. Was a bit of a Carson Wentz fanboy until, uh, until I watched him play for more than two seasons. But pretty lucky, Hurts on board. And that group of young receivers, they're a, um, a pretty exciting team to watch. Especially this year. One step short last year. But... Up to Howie Roseman, the master. Let's see what he can do this year. Pretty stacked, that's for sure. And moving on to the last one, the one we've uh, grown up playing, AFL. You're a diehard. Diehard peer. Up the power. Um, pretty exciting times, to be honest. We're filming this uh, fresh off Dan Houston, kicking the goal after the siren against Essendon, 12 on the trot. I'm ready to give Kenny 12 years. Yeah, well, they'll probably uh, give him zero years when they lose in another prelim, but we'll see how far they can go. They're playing some unreal footy at the moment, really good to watch. So that young core, Butters, Rosie, geez, they've just gone to another level. It's uh, 
pretty good stuff to watch at the moment. Exciting times. Yeah, exactly right. And it's, I'm, I'm ready for you. I enjoyed watching football with you because you're a diehard Richmond supporter when they finish ninth every year. It was good. You weren't too up and about. Disappointing seasons. A little bit like what Port's been the last few. But after the three-time, and I hear it all the fucking time, three-time tigs, pretty up and about. I think interesting year for you this year. What do you reckon? I think we're just kind of in that middle phase at the moment. A couple of old guys, young guys, just probably not where we thought they would be this year. A um, few injuries hasn't helped. Big Tommy Lynch up forward. We really <laughs> Flog. Do. <laughs> yeah, people say he's overrated, but he's got a few... Uh, Premiership medals weighing him down, so that's all right. Yeah, that Let wins the conversation, that one. <laughs> Always slip it in. Yeah, I don't know. It's been a bit of a transition year, obviously, with Dimmer going, McQuilter taking over. But I just think not having that tall target up forward really has made it hard for him. Um, but those guys in the midfield, Taranto and Hopper, they'll work their way in, even though Taranto's only the 151st best player in the league. He, he goes all right, so... I'll stick with him and, you know, I went through a lot, a lot, a lot of hard times before 2017 came around, so I'll, uh, I'll trust the process. Benny Gale, he, um, he'll lead us back there. Yeah, he's definitely a good bloke to have at the top. Mate, because we are big fans of the AFL, anybody else outside the Tigs that really uh, tickles your fancy? Any players that you sort of got a bit of a soft spot for? Oh, I mean, I actually do love watching Zach Butters go about it. He is... A tough nut, but the way he uses the footy is unreal. He's just so good at contests. His hands, I think it was a couple of weeks ago, about a month ago, in the wet, Adelaide Oval, he just looked like he was playing with a dry footy. And he's just one of those guys that you can't not like him, the way he goes about it. What about you? Um, well, I'm, a, I'm in love with the big key forwards and uh, probably an unpopular player in lots of people's eyes and an unpopular team. But Tom Hawkins has got a soft... I've got a soft spot for him, and Geelong for that matter. I just love what he's done over the, the last, what is it now, probably 15 years. I was on him from the very start. Uh, I remember going over and watching his first game in Melbourne. Um, and, yeah, just love what he does. Key forward, the kicks goals. You know, at the end of the day, everybody knows it's the forwards that win at the games, not the midfield or the defenders. So, love big Tomahawk. Yeah, you've had a big crush on him for a long time. I do want to just correct you, though. We, we all know it's defenders win premierships and forward sell memberships. <laughs> but everyone knows that. It's just, it's all right. So now after Dan Houston's goal, we thought it'd be a nice little fun exercise. We've gone back the last 10 years, all the goals after the siren. We're going to have a little draft here. So we're going six picks. Yeah, three each we're going. Three each. We'll just go uh, one for one. You can start us off. I'll let you lead us off. I think I know where you're going with this, but you go. This one, with the number one pick, this one hurts the most out of all of them in the last 10 years. I was at the game. Luke Shuey, after the final in the elimination, sorry, in the elimination final against my port, after he fucking ducked in with stupid pole that getting him high after Dixon missed, what, he kicked three goals, six, and had the best three goals, six game in a losing team that's probably ever happened. Uh, yeah, Shuey clutched up after the siren and it uh, set a little bit of a trend going forward with Port and West Coast after the siren. So that's my number one pick. Very clutch from Shuey there. Mine, I'm going to take Ash McGrath. Miracle on grass in 2013 against the Cats. 
up the middle and gee what they come back from four or five goals late in the game that's uh that's mine i reckon he just went back from about 55 directly in front at the gabba slotted it loved it yeah our boy piggy mcgrath that was a uh we've got a good mate who's a brisbane supporter and we uh we hear about that a little bit now the heyday of uh Ashley McGrath after the siren, the miracle on grass. Uh, pick two, my second pick. I am going to take... I'm going to take Jamie Elliott against Essendon. Uh, what were we last year? From the boundary, copying an absolute earful from the Essendon supporters. Mind you, drowned out by uh, the Collingwood cheers. But to go back, I was about 40 out from the pocket. With all that pressure, he is an absolute jet, Jamie. One of the most underrated players in the competition, in my opinion. He's a dead-eyed dick as well. He doesn't miss much. So when the footy's in his hands, you feel pretty confident. My next pick, I'm going to go Jordan Dawson against Port. So we've got two against Port in the top four. That's nice. 2022, his first showdown, I think it was. Lockie Murphy just gave the old fake injury and handed the footy over to Jordan Dawson. and. Off the boot, it didn't look too good, and it's come back and snuck in, and, yeah, the Crowies got it done in the showdown. So uh, I do like that one. Yeah, that one fucking hurts. Just on that, that how do you go down? He's got a little cheeky wink. Oh, i got the sore neck. Of course, Jordan Dawson, one of the best kicks in the competition, standing next to him. Right, that ball swings more than Jimmy Anderson's done in his frigging career. That move from right to left, the wrong way. A little bit of a tomahawk kick, to be honest. I think Lockie Murphy just knew his limitations. So, smart man. Yeah, that, that, that hurt. And, you know, being in Adelaide around two-team town, uh, you hear about that one for a long time. I'm going with my third pick. One of the best, I reckon. Sam Lloyd. Richmond v Sydney. High-scoring affair. What was it? Back in 2016. 101 to 100. Little fat boy Lloyd, as we like to call him. Had a few tricks in his bag, did uh, Sammy Lloyd. Sure did. But yeah, that was, uh, that was pretty clutch. Against the flow, go back and uh, to win the game for the Teagues. That was, uh, that's my third pick. That was a big one as well. They'd come back late in the game, so uh, he did have plenty of tricks in his bag. Probably uh, one of those guys could have got a bit more out of his footy, but he's just dominating country footy at the moment in Victoria, so good on him. My last pick... I'm going to take the, the most recent one, Dan Houston versus the Bombers last week. I've been told how many times by you, oh, wet footy, conditions, you know. 75 metres out, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, it gets a bit of mail on it every, every time. But he, um, he looked cool, calm and collected the whole way there. Um, I think he'd had about seven or eight touches in the last quarter as well. He was one of the best players on the ground in the last quarter. Just went back, slotted it. He's a beautiful kick of the footy in all Australian form this year as well. So, Dan Houston, take a bow. Yeah, I reckon if there was anybody I want to have that kick, it's Houston. Probably Farrell, the next one, maybe Burton, all the defenders. One thing that I, I spoke to you about during the week that I reckon's gone a little bit unnoticed by a few people with that, and I reckon it's something they learnt from uh, Ollie Florence's kick after the siren that they ended up falling short, where Aaliyah was able to have a clear run at the footy from behind the goals. One thing that I reckon Port did really well, and it looked like it was Ollie Wines and uh, Toddy Marshall were the ones that set it up. They set up a wall in front of the goals, and when the ball was in the air, they sort of forced that wall back and allowed 
Well, it didn't allow Essendon to come forward and jump at the footy. They had to jump Blocked from the behind. Run. Yeah, exactly. Block the run. The umpire did. The goal umpire did well to uh, to get in that wall as well. I think he got crunched, but it yeah, just well, was a really doing. smart tactic, I thought, and it seemed like it was something that they'd learnt from from that Sydney game. So awesome kick by Houston. Of course, he gets all the accolades, but. We'll give it was them credit. Smart footy. Maybe they didn't know what they were doing. This is kind of how the chip fell. But no, it, that... was, uh, it was very, very well done. If they've done it on purpose, they've done their homework and it says a lot about where they're going this year, learning from their mistakes and what they can do in any, any moment late in game to get the win. All right, let's move on to 2023 round 17. Do a little bit of a preview here, just some quick hitters. So Thursday night... My Tiggies versus Swans at the G. What do you reckon? Sydney coming off an absolute belting last week of uh, of West Coast. and uh, Oh, sorry, two weeks ago that was. Yeah, then the draw against Geelong. Draw against Geelong. G favours Richmond, but I actually think Sydney are, Sydney are playing pretty decent footy. I've got the t- just edging the Swans, I reckon. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with my chicks just because I think they're gonna bounce back. No one's not many teams won off the bye, so going up to the Gabba off the bye, not the easiest run, but they were terrible last week. Let's hope they uh, they bounce back at the G. Just got to have it really. It's pretty much season on the line for them. So yeah, I'm predicting a big one from the Canecorns duo of uh, Taranto and Hopper. What have we got Friday night doggies versus Collingwood at Marvel. Geez, uh, game of the round, you reckon? Yeah, yeah, definitely. This is a big one for for me as a Port fan. I reckon the Doggies are a sneaky chance to knock Collingwood off here. If it was at the G, I'd say Collingwood hands down. But I don't know. I think the Bulldogs are building something. They'd be a sneaky team that I don't reckon you'd want to face in the finals. At Marvel, I'm I'm hoping and I'm going to tip an upset here. I'm going the Doggies. Yeah, I can't, I can't tip against the Pies in the minute. The way they're, they're rolling, I didn't think they'd be that good up against Gold Coast up there. In the Jew, they just looked super clean. Nick Dacos just flying along as usual. But like you said, the Doggies playing some good footy. Jamara Hagen, one of the most informed forwards of the comp at the moment. So if he gets going, anything can, anything can happen for those guys. But if the uh, Doggies don't stop that runoff halfback from the Pies, it'll be... Uh, all over on the fast track at Marvel. Hey, just a minute. You just mentioned Dacos. You can tell me to fuck off here if this is just a, an outrageous take. Can you tell me he's not a glorified Peter Burgoyne? The bloke runs around getting cheap kicks at halfback, sneaks forward for the occasional goal. Is he that good? <laughs> I mean, he's in his second year of footy, so... Yeah, all right. Shut up, Tom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. um, all right. Oh. Not sure about this one. This one, I'll probably skip this one. <laughs> Stinker of the round. Brisbane Lions versus the West Coast Eagles at the Gabba. That's why they put it on the early game. 145 up there, so it should be dry. It won't be dewy, but uh, I reckon just a percentage booster. The Eagles had a crack against the Saints, but that I reckon they spent their tickets for about a month there, so Lions will just do the job easy. Yeah, Lions against the West Coast training cones. I reckon they were... Uh... That could get ugly. That could get ugly. Danaher, uh, Charlie Cameron, I reckon they'll be in for a big day. Next one, GWS versus Hawthorne at Giant Stadium. Um, GWS, look at them. Yeah, a little, the trot. Three little the form trot. team in the competition at the moment. They're, it always surprises me. They've got so many handy players. Um, they just haven't been able to put it together yet. I think 
when they started, obviously similar to Gold Coast and how they were built and things like that, but I feel like they just did it so much better. And they've been in the comp now for that, you know, coming up on 10 years. Like, now's the time. I don't think it's going to happen this year, but they've been an underachiever for the last few. I think they could be a sneaky uh, sneaky top 18 this year. Yeah, they're just probably missing that big key forward, right? They really just haven't been able to get that. I mean, losing Cameron Hurts, Patton didn't really work out, Boyd didn't work out, but, you know, getting de- the Demons last week, they really just ground that win out, so... Good to see them win ugly. Um, we know they're talented. Josh Kelly, Tom Green, Lockie Whitfield, those type of guys. So should be uh, should actually be a good game of footy. Hawthorne on their day can have a crack. Yeah, they're, they're building something. I think it's still a couple of years off, but Giants for me at Giants Stadium, I can't say I'm losing that. St Kilda, Melbourne at Marvel. Um, could be a danger game for the Ds. St Kilda at Marvel, probably a bit of a different team. Didn't have a good one over at uh, Optus against the Eagles, but managed to get the win, did what they needed to do. Didn't boost the percentage like they probably wanted to, but Melbourne just have been a little bit off at the moment, so St Kilda. Yeah, dropping back. I think it's, I think it is a bounce-back game for Melbourne, though. I think... Has to be, right? Yeah, they're too good. Their team's too good. Um, Viney was unbelievable last week in the loss. Yeah, uh, the way he loves that. Yeah. Shit. Hey, I got, I got a, a Viney question for you. Peak Viney versus peak Liberatore. Who are you taking? I'm taking Liber, I think. Does more, I reckon. Right yeah. now, you've got Viney without Oliver. So, I mean, you're getting the best version of him. But I think Liber's just probably a little bit more polished with his ball use. Viney's probably a little bit more just trying to chuck it on the boot. He's hard as nails, but... Libba's a little bit more versatile for mine. Yeah, probably got a bigger role at Doggies. For me, Viney's the most underrated player in the comp. He's just a bloke. I, you, I would have him in my team every single day of the week. He does the hard stuff, the shit work inside, feeding their outside players, and he's sort of a bit of a heart and soul of that team. Um, anywho, uh, the second match of the round, not really, uh, Port versus the Suns, Adelaide Oval, Saturday night. I'm hoping for a little percentage boost here, not to get too cocky, but we look at these games now. What have we got? Eight to go. Could percentage be a, matter for you guys or not? Well, to be honest, not really now that uh, Melbourne and Brisbane are the team sort of lurking there in third, but I think it's two games clear. Um, but yeah, I think Port do this pretty easy. They were pretty, pretty average against Essendon after the bye, but I think getting that one out the way, they're playing too good a footy in the last... 12 weeks, three months. You going to go? Yeah, I reckon I might sneak out to that one. A couple of beers on the hill. Mm. Been to the most games this year, I reckon. As soon as they start playing well, yeah. we're missing the last couple of years. That's it, mate. Tarps off. Get out there. <laughs> yeah, I think Port too good here. My uh, my second favourite player behind Zach Butters is probably Took Miller, and they're missing Took Miller. He just works his absolute backside off. Up and down the ground, basically like a wingman that plays on the footy. Just and he's tough, hard, polished. So he's a real big miss for them. Yeah. Um, I'm just just on that, I'm retracting my Viney most underrated player. It's Took. Hundred percent. That looks a freak. He's a freak. We love Took. Um, all right, Geelong North off GMHBA Stadium. That's skilled stadium to us. But yeah, this this could get ugly. I'm not sure how North have been stitched up. Adelaide Oval, then Geelong, back-to-back weeks. That's rough. 
I think Geelong will be looking for a big, big kill here. Really just put them away and get some confidence up. They've been a little bit off the ball as well themselves. Just doing enough to win, but this might be one of those ones that plays Geelong into form coming into the back end of the year. Yeah, I reckon, uh, I reckon me boy Tomahawk could be in for a big one here. I just want to touch on Dangerfield quickly. Bloke's probably copped a bit of a rap over his career for not being the most durable, getting through injuries. But a couple of weeks ago when they played Port, punctures his lung and plays out the game. That's, That's tough. fucking tough. That is very tough. He, as Skipper, he's, he's missed probably more games than he'd like, but he's been bloody tough every time he's played. You know what you're going to get from Danger. I don't think you can question his... Uh, his toughness and his uh, mental stamina when he's when he's out there. He'll only come off if he absolutely has to. Um, we don't. We didn't love him when he was at the Crows. We don't love very many Crows players, but I loved it when he left the Crows. Yeah, we like seeing them leave. Yeah, that's good. So speaking of the Crows, Dons versus the Crows, Marvel Sunday Arvo. This pretty pretty good game. Probably the second best game in the round. Two teams on the up. Essendon unlucky last week. Probably should have won. Um, Crows playing some bloody good footy as well, which is unfortunate, in my opinion. <laughs> um, Marvel suits them, the Crows. Yeah, I reckon this one could be a bit of a shootout. Yeah, I reckon take the overs here, blow it up. <laughs> yeah, not listening to betting advice from you, but uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm tipping the Crows. I think they're just playing too good a footy at the moment. I reckon, uh, unfortunately, my least best mate, Taylor Walker, I feel like he's probably going to do some damage against Essendon. No, don't know who that is. Um, I think the Bombers will win. I think they're just playing solid footy. They've got some good midfielders that like can kind of shut down that Crows midfield. That's where the Crows have really been getting on top. Winning clearance, Jordan Dawson's looking unreal. I think they'll have to send someone to him, won't they? Yeah, you'd have to, you'd have to. And it'll be the big, uh, the big battle of the... Two Nuffy Ruckman, Andrew Phillips versus uh, Rob O'Reilly O'Brien, the two redheads going at it. To be fair to Phillips, though, he absolutely torched Port last week, given he was going up against a debutante Ruckman who was getting strapped halfway through the first quarter because he wasn't going to play. But he was pretty impressive on the weekend, Phillips. So be interesting to say. I think it could be a close one. I'm going Crows. You've edged it and Let's see what happens. Last game of the round, the old WA game, Frio versus Carlton. Optus Stadium, 440. Ooh, this one is a tough one. I think it actually should be a pretty good game of footy. Um, Carlton, can they get back on track? They really they really need it. They got Hawks last week, but, I mean, they're back on track a little bit. Dockers, they've kind of fallen apart. What, they lost to the Doggies last week? Yep. They need it here. To me, this is like the two biggest underachieving teams of this year playing off against each other. Frio were my smoky tip at the start of the year, and I have been so underwhelmed by them. Um, and Colton are just a bit of a luck. Oh, I feel bad for Colton supporters, and we know a few in our life. We got father, yeah, me old man, and there's we got plenty of mates that are Colton supporters. And as fun as it is seeing them in pain week in week out, I'm starting to feel a little bit sorry for them. Um, Give me a few more years, maybe I'll start feeling. Sorry. Yeah, true. Let them let them suffer for a minute. They talked a lot of talked a lot of talk. Yeah, well, they know we're coming. <laughs> yeah, still coming. Still it's a long coming. way from the bottom. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I'd say a coin flip for me. I'll probably edge Frio because it's at home. Yeah, I'm gonna go. I think Carlton. I think 
last week, just maybe those big boys getting a bit of a bit of touch, kicked a bag. What they put a hundred points up, maybe maybe that's what they needed to get him going. Um, no Fife, it looks like he might be done for the year. Mm, big um, out. I mean, they're probably used to him not playing at the at the moment. He's not really been on the park. So. Yeah, hiding him down forward this year, trying to get him through a little bit. And I guess given the younger midfield a bit of a run, I mean, Sarong was bloody sensational on the weekend. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Sarong. He's, he's probably one of those underrated guys that you talk about. Has he you overtaken Brayshaw? I think so. Yeah, I agree with that. Brayshaw has probably gone... Hasn't gone to the next level like we thought. What do you, was the AFL MVP last year. Yeah. And they went top four, but just uh, maybe teams just putting a little bit more work into him. Um, he is one of those type of workhorse guys, a bit like a Took Miller where he gets up and down and it's his work rate that really gets him those disposals and that metres gained. Yeah, boring, non-flashing forward play. But spe- speaking of metres gained, this guy burst onto the scene I'm not a huge fan. I I think he can play, but I think he's playing the wrong spot. Sam Walsh. Yeah, burst onto the scene. I thought you were about to drop the Micah Richards. Burst onto the scene for England's under-18s. and uh, Hasn't it been mocked for that? But yeah, Sammy Walsh, it's a contentious uh, one. And our mate Kane Corns always likes to uh, to bring him up and compare him to sure, King Connor. I'd be, uh, I'd, definitely, I'd be taking both Connor and uh, Butters over him at the moment. But he is, I think... He's got to be on the wing, right? Yeah, he's a, he's a running machine, and I think Colton need a little bit more of that outside play. I think just release him, take the shackles off him, let him work his opponent into the ground. That's his strength. He'll get up and down, and um, they've got enough balls in the midfield. Like They don't need another well, ball getter inside. They started Georgie Hewitt as a sub last week. What's he do when he comes on? He doesn't really give you any run. Yeah. I would have just had him uh, in the middle and Sammy Walsh on the wing. But, I mean, Walsh and Akers on the wing, that's probably the two best wingmen in the comp if you've got those two guys. Akers is having another big year. Yeah, if you move Walsh out there, I'd, I'd agree with that. So, we'll see. See what they can do. Maybe they can get, get going. Opposite of last year where they fell over, maybe they'll uh, find some form. Hey, while we're on the footy, I want a prediction. So I want to know who is going to finish in the top four and then who's going to fill out the rest of the eight. So let's go top four first. All right. Well, I can't see the top two. They're not changing. I mean, they'll flip around at some stage, you think. Collingwood and Port, they'll stay there. I'm going to say Brisbane. I just think the home ground advantage for them is a massive thing. They're another. They're a whole different team up at the Yeah, Gabba. Two games clear as well. Yeah. North this week, chalk that down. And then we guess we, it gets interesting here. It's what's it? Six points separating fourth to ninth. I don't know. I actually think Geelong could come and take fourth spot. <laughs> That's a big call. I don't mind her. That's yeah, shit. They uh, they got a few games in the run home at uh, GMHBA Old Party Drug Stadium. They got the draw, which kind of percentage isn't their friend at the moment. The draw probably helps them with that, so don't yeah. have to worry about that. No, nah, don't mind. I'm going the dogs. Doggies. Yeah, I reckon in form, one of the informed teams at the moment. I reckon uh, they could sneak in there. All now right. for the uh, the more interesting, who you got filling out? Fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth spot. I reckon we're going to keep. I think St Kilda's going to drop out. So ladder at the moment, we've got St Kilda, Doggies, fifth and sixth, both on 36 points. Crows, Essendon, 32. 
And then 9th is Geelong, 30. And then 10th, 11th, 12th are all on, 28. That's GWS, Frio and the Suns. Yeah, I reckon St. Kilda are going to drop out. And that percentage really hurts them, 109. Doggies is 105, but I think they'll start, they're starting to play some really good footy, like we said. So I think St. Kilda drops out. Geelong comes in for me. Yeah, that's fair. I'm going to go, I think... I think Melbourne take fifth spot because I've got the dogs in there. Sixth, I'm going with the Crows. Seventh, I've got Geelong. And eighth, I'm going to slide GWS in there. So St Kilda, the big slider for me. And I think Essendon maybe one more year away under Scott in his... uh, I think one more year away. He's not quite ready yet, Essendon. Digs to ninth, hopefully. Yeah, why not? Old time's sake, get him in there. We haven't got our pick, so we need to just keep winning. Yeah, that's true, GWS. And that's going to be pretty interesting with the draft this year. Like, I think GWS probably make a play on that. Harley Reid. Yeah, on the West Coast number one pick. It's been pretty talked about. Um, I mean, if I was West Coast and I could get three picks in, say, the top 12. You have to do it. You just need to bring talent in the door. I agree. Get some players in that you know... Well, you know top end talent. You know, not don't know how they're going to turn out. Harley Reid's going to want to go. We we'll want to go home anyway, so yeah, I'm might a, as well just take some uh, homegrown talent if you can. I get the feeling with Harley Reid, he's been the consensus number one pick for the last twelve months, and I get it. He's going. I think he's going to be an absolute jet. I reckon there's a little bit of overhype. Yeah, maybe because what we've seen from a couple of those guys coming in, the you know we had Matty Rao who was on fire till he got injured, Sammy Walsh on fire, then we had obviously Nick Dacos come in and yeah, he's probably been the one that's uh, that's gone from the get go. Hey, I reckon, mate, let's wrap it up. That's uh, that's our first potty for the well, what we've done. Yep, pretty Never enjoyable, course. pretty standard conversation, talking shit. Um, it's something that we're going to try and push out every week going forward. Um, we might get a couple of little emergency pods if anything happen, especially with NBA free agency at the moment. And then we start getting into NFL towards the end of the year, AFL finals coming up. Um, yeah, quite patch here, but when the basketball and the, uh, the NFL pick up, she's, uh, she's going to be on. We'll have a little emergency Wemby pod when he goes... 30, 15 and 10 blocks in his first summer league game. Yeah, and hurts his foot and sat for the next 12 months. But no, nah, <laughs> I get worried with these big men, you see, and I don't know if it's just a tactic like you've said, you know, okay, so you've done with Chet this last year, um, resting for another pick. But if I'm the Spurs, I just go. All things go, all things Wemby. Yep, claim. All right, well, thanks for listening in. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen. Follow us on the socials. First one in the books. Well done. Let's go.